Hi everyone, welcome to the 7th episode of Foreign Policy Talks. This is me, Dr. Shoneto. In this episode, I'd like to discuss about the infrastructure development project of Indonesia. You know, because of the COVID pandemic, uh, the, the state budget needs to be reallocated and it's obviously affecting the continuity of the infrastructure development project across Indonesia and it's also interesting to discuss about the political side and the geopolitical side of the situation um, under this uh, COVID pandemic on the infrastructure development project. One of the most debatable issues is, of course, whether we should continue the new capital city or not. So, to explore this question, I talked to Carl Springer, uh, which is my friend from the Perth US Asia Center. He's a senior analyst, and he's been following this issue, I think, uh, for his research and for his job. He wrote a lot of things about this, and he will tell us about his opinion on those questions so let's talk to him hello Kyle how are you doing hi Noto I am doing well thank you how are you I'm good I'm good where are you now I am in Perth Western Australia in my home office Oh. Um, and it's, uh, it's a good place to be at the moment. But everything is safe there? And, um, yes, we are, we are doing well here in, in Western Australia. Um, okay. We're doing well here in Perth. Um, restrictions are easing somewhat, um, but we're doing well. Mm. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know you're a bit busy with your, you know, with your work, with your job, with your research. But thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. No, thank you very much. This is a great opportunity. Yeah. So you know what? I'm so curious, and I think you're the right person to talk about this. So you know, that's but that's that's a debate around here in Indonesia talking about the the infrastructure development in Indonesia during this pandemic. And I have few questions for you, and I hope we can have a good discussion. Sounds great. Yeah, you know, Carl, uh, Indonesian government has reallocated some parts of the national budget to fund the economic package, right? And to fund the containment policies of COVID pandemic. So in your calculation, how huge is the impact of COVID pandemic on the ambitious infrastructure development in Indonesia? Yeah, thanks. I think the COVID-19 pandemic, its economic fallout is a major challenge for uh, Indonesia's infrastructure development. I think the main story at the moment is that it is undermining um, Indonesia's financial resources to close the infrastructure gap. You'll remember a couple of years ago, the World Bank came out with an estimate Uh, of how much investment Indonesia needs per year over the next couple of years to effectively close the infrastructure gap, uh, continue Indonesia's economic growth, 
and international uh, economic integration, that figures about $500 billion a year. Um, it's a huge amount. Mm -hmm. uh, Indonesia's infrastructure budget for 2020, 29 billion US dollars. Um, now we know that Indonesia wasn't expecting to have to um, cover all that itself. It would access uh, the range of uh, infrastructure and connectivity programs and initiatives that are uh, on offer in the region. But um, the ch challenge is fiscal. Um, it's uh, going to have to find um, resources in a very uh, difficult time uh, to continue its infrastructure development. Mm, I see. Uh, but, you know, I know that the Purdue US Asia Center, the place where you're working now, has developed the Indonesia infrastructure map to help visualize the country's infrastructure challenges. Can you share a little bit on that map and what are the challenges you have identified so far? And uh, one more thing, Kyle, based on your analysis, what's your assessment of the infrastructure development in Indonesia in terms of its equitability and effectiveness? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll start with the map. That's right, we developed um, the map as a tool, as an analytical tool. The reason is, you know, we throw around a lot of numbers, right? You know, I just said $500 billion a year for the next couple of years. Mm. Um, you know, basically those numbers, they're not really that helpful, right? Mm. Uh, they don't give you a good idea for what's happening on the ground in Indonesia. Uh, doesn't really give you an idea for what kind of projects are needed. Mm -hmm. So what I did is uh, tried to embark um, on this project just to visualize the, the, the problem a little more clearly. Mm. So what I did was uh, from a variety of sources um, start plotting uh, Indonesia's major infrastructure projects throughout the archipelago. Uh, and it's very interesting. I think it reveals uh, a couple things. Mm -hmm. One is uh, Indonesia's geography is a, is a bit of a problem, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because it's made up of 17,000 islands, yes. uh, it's, it's much more difficult to connect the country uh, than countries, other countries in the region like Vietnam. Um, I think that that's a big challenge. Uh, another that shows up uh, when you start plotting uh, the projects is the projects are heavily concentrated on the western side of the archipelago in Sumatra and Java. Uh, I think there's uh, several reasons for that. One, there's a large demand for infrastructure on the most populated islands. Um, but we can't forget that the eastern half of the archipelago uh, needs a lot of basic infrastructure to start integrating one with the rest of the country mm -hmm. and two um, uh, with um, the international uh, community um, and be able to uh, connect with nearby countries like Australia. Uh, you need airports, you need ports, you need roads uh, to make all that happen. Uh, just one other uh, quick challenge I found in in uh, mapping uh, infrastructure projects is uh, defining some of the existing infrastructure projects. And we can delve into this a little bit more. Um, but 
uh, a quick example is the, the Belton Road Initiative. Mm -hmm. uh, and I very, very quickly found uh, there is no comprehensive uh, publicly available list of BRI projects uh, in Indonesia. So I had to draw on a lot of different resources. Oh, uh, really? To yeah, to accurately map those. Um, whereas uh, other uh, initiatives are easier to map. Uh, for example, the Beijing-based uh, uh, Asian Infrastructure Infra uh, Investment Bank, the AIIB, uh, it's very easy uh, to get a list of uh, active projects. Uh, so that was, that was another challenge. Uh, and then, sorry, Noto, remind me the, the last part of that question. Uh, what's your assessment on the equitability and effectiveness of the infrastructure development so far? But I think, yeah, have, look, I, think I think you have mentioned already that, you know, there's a clear disparity between the Western side and, uh, you know, the Eastern side of Indonesia, right? And but, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Look, it's, it's, a, it's a big challenge and it's not an easy thing for Indonesia. It's not an easy thing for any country. Um, infrastructure uh, will always be uh, challenging. Um, but I think Indonesia's doing well. Um, there's some areas uh, that probably need uh, a, a little bit more work. But look, it's, it's a big uh, challenge. It's broad. It brings, into, uh, brings a lot of other uh, challenges. It's by no means simple. Um, but I think uh, so far, Indonesia is uh, making progress in plugging some of those uh, infrastructure gaps, yes. Mm -hmm. So, Carl, I'd like to touch the political side of this infrastructure development. Uh, you know that, you know, one of the reasons that may be, you know, significant to the re-election of President Jokowi last year, uh, it's maybe because of his ambitious dreams about uh, infrastructure development, right? Uh, and then, but you know, during this pandemic, the the continuity of the infrastructure development has become the political commodity of the opposition party and other political figures. They are trying to attack the government. They are trying to criticize the government to to focus the budget allocations to fight against the pandemic instead of continue the you know the development projects and so on. Even there's one, I forgot what's the name of the project and where is it, but last month, you know, the one of the minister uh, saying that they will continue the, the project. And you know what, there's a lot of uh, comments and critics, uh, and yeah, at least on social media and television uh, to, to, the, to, the, to the continuity of the project. So in your opinion, do you think our government needs to continue it? And if yes, how should the government justify to the public? That's a very good question, a uh, very challenging question. Uh, you can think of infrastructure in a couple different ways. And I think a helpful way uh, for Indonesia to think about infrastructure development right now is as part of its economic recovery after the pandemic. When you build a lot of infrastructure, uh, it creates jobs. You need a lot of construction workers, uh, you need engineers. Um, a, lo a lot of these projects employ a lot of contractors and subcontractors. Um, it has a lot of good uh, economic uh, knock-on effects, uh, so to speak. So if you look at it from that perspective, 
infrastructure is more important now than ever for Indonesia, right? Mm. Um, once the pandemic subsides, um, everyone uh, in the region, Australia included, is going to have to rebuild their economy. And I think infrastructure has an important part um, in, in that recovery. Mm -hmm. uh, do I think Indonesia should continue its infrastructure drive? Absolutely. Um, should I think Indonesia look very, very closely at uh, what kind of infrastructure projects will deliver the most value for the economy? Absolutely. And I think that will be the challenging uh, political discussion. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the most debatable um, uh, project as the new capital city in Kalimantan. Um, people are now debating on should we continue the ambitions to have this new capital city by 2024 or not. You know, many argued that it's highly unnecessary considering the severe impact of COVID pandemic on our economy. So what's your point of view of this? Uh, will the, con if, if in case that the new capital city is canceled, so will this cancellation be political suicide for President Jokowi? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I've been thinking about this a little bit as well. Um, when Jokowi first announced uh, the, the plan to move uh, the capital, build a new capital in East Kalimantan, and uh, they came out with estimates for how much it would cost. Uh, I think the uh, most common estimate that I see is about 33 billion US dollars, right? Mm -hmm. um, basically, uh, that adds to Indonesia's total infrastructure bill, right? Because they're building a, a capital um, from the ground up, uh, basically. Uh, look, as, as exciting as it, as it sounds to, uh, to, to move the capital and, and develop a, a, a new one, um, I do think Indonesia should probably examine um, whether or not now is, is a good time uh, to do it given the price tag. Uh, and like I said earlier, Indonesia, the challenge is gonna be if, infra if infrastructure is indeed part of its economic recovery, then the next question is uh, where are the priority projects? And um, I think um, the government's going to have to decide, uh, and, and uh, the policy community in Indonesia, uh, the people of Indonesia too, are going to have to decide um, if resources are scarce, is the capital city uh, the right allocation of those resources post-COVID-19? Uh, so I think that's, that's the question around, around the capital city, um, but it does add to um, Indonesia's overall infrastructure bill absolutely mm. because you know the like um, yesterday the ministry of finance just announced that we will have another uh, national economic recovery plan and we need to find more sources to to to, to cover this funding right so i think you know it's uh, it increase the the pessimistic uh you know thinking of indonesians of this uh, new capital city but, uh, but thank you so much for your uh, opinion. Um, I'd like to touch the, you know, the, the initiatives, the geopolitical, you know, the, sorry, the geopolitical connectivity initiatives, uh, which Indonesia has been involved with, like the Chinese BRI, 
the Japanese ODA to the partnership quality infrastructure and some others. What do you think of the future progress of this initiatives? Yeah, thanks, Noto. That's that's a good question as as well. I think Indonesia needs all of these programs, uh, and they come at a very important time. Uh, basically, uh, they come uh, at the exact time that uh, Jokowi decided to start pushing for infrastructure development. Um, all those initiatives that you just mentioned, um, plus some others, um, like the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank, um, some of the uh, multilateral development banks that have been working on infrastructure initiatives in, in the region for a long time, like the World Bank and, and others, um, all of these together offer about a trillion dollars um, for Indonesia to, to use, right? Mm -hmm. So Indonesia needs all of them. Um, and Indonesia should um, uh, come up with a strategy for engaging uh, each of them uh, in, in their own way. Um, I think uh, Japan's contribution to infrastructure in Indonesia has been important. Um, China's uh, contribution to infrastructure in Indonesia is, is equally important, although you know, we know there's been um, uh, problems with their flagship uh, project in Indonesia, the, the Jakarta-Bandung high-speed rail. Um, but that's not, that's not the only project um, that falls under the BRI in, in the country. There's others uh, that will be important for Indonesia's continued urbanization and, and industrialization. You talk about the, the geopolitics. And it's unfortunate that at, this, at the same time all these resources are available, um, countries in the region are starting to use infrastructure uh, as a geopolitical tool. Uh, they're using it to, to gain influence. And this puts Indonesia in a, in a difficult position. Um, as uh, relations between the US and China start to deteriorate, um, both countries um, might encourage Indonesia to go with one infrastructure program over the other, uh, during which time Indonesia needs both. Um, so there's going to be a, a tightrope that Indonesia might end up having to walk uh, between um, uh, accessing different initiatives. So it could get more, more complicated. That's, uh, that's a big challenge ahead. Um, but on the other hand, I think Indonesia is in a, in a good position to build linkages uh, between seemingly competing initiatives. Um, so I think, uh, I think that's a, a positive part uh, of this story. Hmm. So what's the position of Australia in this regard? Uh, I, I read an article saying that even during this pandemic, the IA SEPA still continue, right? So you know, what does the implication of COVID pandemic on the Indonesia-Australia relation in your view? Yes, that's a very good question. I think Indonesia and Australia are doing well. And you said that um, IA CHEPA is moving forward. That's correct. Um, last week, we've got a, we um, have now got a entry in force date uh, for IA CHEPA, the bilateral trade agreement between Indonesia and Australia will enter into force on July 5th this year. And uh, that's a very, very important step uh, for both, both countries. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, um, and I, I, I say this a lot, um, but Australia and Indonesia, if you take any two G20 country um, that, that are neighbors, uh, Indonesia and Australia trade the least. Their share of trade is very, very low, uh, given they're both very important economies and they're so close together. I do think there is an infrastructure side to that. Um, that because, um, like I said earlier, um, uh, there's a lack of infrastructure projects on the eastern half of Indonesia. That's the closest part of Indonesia to Australia. Uh, and I think that affects trade. Mm. Um, both countries are close, um, but the lack of infrastructure on either side of the straits means uh, that it's difficult to move uh, goods. It's difficult to, um, uh, to conduct a business uh, when there's a little bit of a, a, a connectivity gap between uh, the two countries in that region. So I think Australia has an interest in Australia, uh, pardon me, in Indonesia's infrastructure development uh, because it'll mean that the two countries can move closer together, so to speak. Um, and it'll uh, create uh, more smooth pathways uh, for the movement of, of trades and services. Um, so I think um, IHEPA is an important development, yes, uh, but Indonesia's continued infrastructure development, also important for Australia-Indonesia relations. So to, to follow up your last answer, uh, so has Australia proposed any initiatives to develop the eastern side? So Australia is a um, member, a founding member, in fact, of the Asian uh, Infrastructure Investment Bank. Um, and I think there's opportunities there for Australia to encourage institutions like the AIIB uh, to deliver quality projects in Indonesia um, that solve the region's connectivity problems uh, solve Indonesia's con- connectivity problems, and also help um, Australia and Indonesia connect. Um, Australia is also um, a part of a uh, trilateral infrastructure uh, discussion with, with Japan and the United States. So Australia is very involved uh, in infrastructure development in the region, um, and I think it will continue to use uh, existing mechanisms uh, to help uh, Indonesia develop its infrastructure. So, yes, uh, that's my uh, last question, Carl. And if I may give you, if I may give the listeners a conclusion, you're saying that, uh, so we need, I mean, the Indonesian government needs to continue the infrastructure development as part of the uh, economic recovery plan. And uh, you want to add something with that? or? No, that sounds good. I mean, uh, again, um, we shouldn't forget infrastructure creates jobs. uh, It opens up new markets. uh, It creates economic efficiencies. And I think it'll be a very important uh, part of economic recovery. Mm, That's great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carl, for joining me again for this Foreign Policy Talks. And Hope uh, your family is safe there in Perth and all of the colleagues in the Perth U.S. Asia Center are so safe and healthy. 
Thank you, Noto. Uh, we're, we're doing good. And uh, likewise, we wish the same for you and your family and uh, to everybody listening um, in Indonesia and, and elsewhere. Um, um, all, the, all the best to you. Stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, we look forward to uh, all gathering together, um, hopefully in, in Jakarta or in Perth again, uh, once all this subsides. Yes. Oh, by the way, like how can we? How can the listeners check the the infrastructure map that you are uh, having now? Uh, yes, I have a I have a Google link um, that I can share. I don't know how you want to share it, Noto, um, uh, but it's uh, it's accessible. It'll be accessible on our Perth US Asia Center website soon. Um, but let me know. I can send you the link. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you, Nathan.